glad that you're here with us in the room and online. Again, as what was said earlier, uh, if this is your first time, we're just a church that's hungry for God, hungry for uh, uh, understanding more about the Word of God, building relationships with the people of God, and reaching people who don't know God. So if you want to find more about you know, how you can uh, know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference, hang out with us after service, You know, about 15 minutes, 10 minutes after service for Growth Track, step one today. Hey, we're on a series of lessons called miracles. I don't know about anybody, but I am getting more and more stoked every week that nothing is impossible. Can I get an amen for anybody in the room? It doesn't make a difference how long something's been going on or how short something's been going on, how impossible it looks for man for anything to happen or, or again, not happen. God tells us, and we see over and over and over in the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, that miracles are still for today. They have been from the history of mankind from the beginning until current, and they will be forever with us where we see God's ability to change the course of a person, be it in any realm, a marriage, a child, uh, situations, uh, resources, uh, mountains moving, you know, Red Sea parting. We're going to talk today about a miracle, a type of miracle, if you will, uh, concerning us personally, and then what God wants to do through us, really along the lines of miracles in our bodies, miracles in the natural course of things maybe that are happening in you physically or with you physically, where I can see over and over and over in both the Old Testament and the New Testament where God reverses things that are going on currently in people's physical bodies. If you have ailment, if you have sickness, if you have disease, if there's things that are hereditarily, if you could say, passed on from generation to generation, God is a God who heals bodies. While Jesus was on the earth, we're going to start here today, and we'll start at, at a generalization of what we see in the Gospels with Jesus uh, while Jesus was on the earth, he actually commissioned the men that were with him. We call them disciples. He commissioned them to do the same works and to do the same things that he was doing. And, and so the, 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 the disconnect, and that's been a word that I've said, I think, for the last two or three months, is that I, I don't want you to read the Bible and disconnect yourself from what Jesus did. Jesus absolutely was in a class by himself, 100% God, 100% man. But what we find in the scriptures is that Jesus gave us his word. Jesus gave us his name. Jesus gave us his authority. And Jesus told us, do exactly what I did. Now, for a lot of people, that is a tough pill to swallow, so to speak, where they would say, no, what Jesus did then was what he did then for them, but the scriptures speak otherwise, because after Jesus was raised from the dead, those works kept going on. We read that in the book of Acts. Before we even get there, let's read what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, we'll look at verse 1, and then we'll pick it up again in verse 7 and 8, and then we'll look at what Jesus said in Mark 16 with what we know and what we call as the Great Commission. Mark 
or excuse me, Matthew chapter 10, look what it says. And when he, Jesus, had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them, notice, he gave them power. The word power is the word authority. He gave them power or he gave them authority over, over, not under, over unclean spirits to do what? To cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. This is the gospel message. It's that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That if he did it then, he wants to do it now. He gave his disciples. Now, if we read this and we were reading it, maybe like some people want to read it, that God gave this only to Jesus. But this is not what it says. It says Jesus called his 12 disciples together and then he gave them the same power, gave them the same authority that he was given by the Father God, that they could heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now it says this in verse 7. It goes on to say, and as you go, he, he says this very same thing a couple verses later. Hey guys, disciples, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then we see in verse 8, again, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received just freely give. Don't get under the weight or the stress of what happens or doesn't happen. I have freely given you this power. I have freely given you this authority. You just walk and work my authority and power through you to be a blessing to humanity. Listen to me. You can't heal anybody. I can't heal anybody. But there's somebody in us that wants to heal somebody. Come on, somebody. He says, you freely have been given something. Freely receive it. So my job and your job is to receive what God has freely given us. He's freely given you what? Power and authority. So i got to know about this power and authority. I've got to cooperate with this power and authority for people who need it. So there's going to be people that God brings across your path that need, like somebody would say, a touch of heaven. They need healing. So what should our response be? I don't know. I don't have anything. No, I do have something. Freely I've received it. Now freely I'm going to give it. I'm going to, my job is the believer. His job is the promiser. And his job is the performer. Take, take the weight off you. Take, take, listen, take the weight off you that I've got to somehow heal somebody. No, you don't, and no, you can't. He is the one who does it. He's just asking you and I to cooperate with him. Now, notice what it says in, in, in Mark chapter 16 in what we call the Great Commission. Again, some of these are going to be the very similar words that Jesus said in Matthew. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. So he's getting ready to tell you what's going to happen to believers, to pe Christians, people who believe the word of God. 
There's going to be signs that follow us, signs that follow you. Not that you follow signs and are looking for signs, signs following you as you preach, as you share, as you, as you uh, 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 dis, uh, dispense, we could say, the word of God to whoever needs to hear it. He says, they will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. We know the new languages, Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell. They, 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 they were speaking in different tongues. All right? Look at verse 18. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. He's not talking about you going around like I was raised in Tennessee, and there were some churches up in the mountains of Tennessee and Virginia that they were, they were snake handling churches. And they would actually, I don't know if you've seen them, they would actually know with, with, with uh, rattlesnakes and, and poisonous. And if, and if you got bit by the, by the rattlesnake and you lived, then you were kind of like a holy person. That's not what he's talking about. He's just saying if you come against any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt you. That's what he's saying. If they drink any poisonous thing, it's not going to hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Any, anybody want more of that working in their life? Beside me? Come on, come on. How about before 6 p.m.? Any, anybody else in the room want more of that? That I'll be able to place my hands on sick people and they will be healed. Now, I've been around the block a long time. Again, I got, I'm almost 62 and I've, I've been serving God for 42 years now, almost. And um, thank you for the amen. Thank you very much. Um, and... Uh, uh, I, I, I've seen all kinds of things, the, you know, the good, bad, the ugly of church life. Here's what I've seen. When it comes to healing, and one of my mentors said this, there is still mystery concerning healing. There's just some mystery. There's some things nobody's got it figured out. Nobody can put their hand on, every, on it and, and, and get like, like, like a corner on it. Um, I heard Oral Roberts, who, who whether you, you know, like him or don't is irrelevant. You build a university and tell me what you've done. Uh, um, was used all across the United States to heal people. And he, he said, that there are things still today that, that I will not know until I go to heaven and talk to the Lord about. I just don't understand. I don't understand how that person got healed and that person didn't get healed. But our response and my heart for you and my heart position, I believe, needs to be when I pray for somebody, I'm expecting them to get healed. Let's raise the, the tide of our life to believe that God's going to use us in a new way in this season. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. Let's clap if we're going to clap a little bit. So the, the, the Great Commission in, in, in Matthew, or excuse me, Mark 16, it includes healing in bodies. It includes that. It, it doesn't exclude it. It includes it. You know, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. I mean, cast out demons. Any, uh, this is part of the Great Commission. It is preaching the gospel. It is believing the gospel. It is men and women and kids and teenagers and youth and, and people away from God get saved. But also, it is the healing and the restoration of, of our lives to wholeness and power and strength so that we can live long and prosper in our bodies. You know that you can be alive in your mind and you can be alive in your spirit, but your body be hurt and broken and you're never going to fulfill all 
all the will of God that you could if it was whole. God wants your body whole. Now, I, I, I want to say this, that, that I, I believe that miracles shouldn't be uncommon. That they just shouldn't be uncommon. But that they should really be, what I'm just saying, is an ordinary part of our Christianity. That, that, that regularly we just look around and go, wow, did you see what God did? God worked a miracle. Look at that. I'm, I'm, I believe God. Look what God did here. God, God changed that situation. That it's not, it's not uncommon. It, it's just like, you know, now it seems uh, with the advancement of medical science and all kinds of stuff that, that we're almost relegated to a mindset of take a pill for it, get a surgery for it, uh, I'm going to take this for it, get an injection, and I'm not against any of that. And, and, and if anybody tells you don't, and if you hear anybody around here says, put your pills away, dear God, we want you alive. Take the pill as long as you can take the pill, but let's take the gospel pill too. Come on, that's the old, come on. You knew I was going to go there. Come on, if you've been around church for a bit, you knew I had to say that. But come on, get the word of God working in your life, right? Come on, so... so uh, the miracles should, shouldn't be uncommon, and I don't mean just to be flippant, and I don't mean uh, that, 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 you know, we're just like whatever, and, you know, it's just, it's just so uh, usual that we don't even give God glory for it. No, but our heart and our focus and our attention is, I'm going to believe God, I'm, I'm, and I don't want to say it this way, but it's almost like before, before I give a doctor a chance, I'm going to give Jesus a chance. And I don't want to say it that way because that's just so natural. My, my heart and my attention should be, if anything comes against us physically, let's, let's stir up, even before that, right now, let's stir up scriptures that really talk to us about how good God is and what he wants to do in our physical bodies so that we can live long. I don't know anybody. My mom's almost 88, and she still wants to live. I mean, she's ready for heaven, but you know what? I got talking to her last month when I was in Tennessee, and she's like, you know, I know I'm going to heaven, but she kind of like still wants to live. Amen. Right? She wants to see her kids. She loves me. I'm her, best, I'm her favorite son. She always wants to see me. So, it's, you know, yeah. I love this scripture, Galatians 3.5. Don't miss this. This is a New Century version, Galatians 3.5. Check it out. Wow. Paul writes this to the Galatian church, and he's talking about the, the law and, 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 and now this new teaching of Christianity, grace. He says, does God give you the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and does God work miracles among you because you follow the law, you're obedient, you got a whole checklist, you do everything exactly right? You, you, know, you know, you read every day, you, you tithe religiously, you, you, uh, uh, you lift your hands in church, you're just kind, does he, does he reward you because you're so good? That's law. God doesn't do anything because of you. He does everything because of Jesus. Amen. Now, should you? Of course. But if you're basing God doing something, healing you, because, dear God, I read, I read the book of Matthew in three days. I should get healed. I came to church during COVID, and I wore a mask. I should get healed. You get nothing based on law works. You get everything based on grace and faith. Does God give you the spirit and work miracles among you because you follow the law? No, no. 
He does these things because you heard the good news and believed it. Come on, we got any hearers in the room? We got any believers in the room? Yeah. So our working definition for the last several weeks is this, is that faith, faith is believing something and acting on something before you see something. Faith is believing something and then I'm going to act on it before I actually see anything. And so based on this scripture here, we could say this. Hearing, listen, hearing about, hearing about and believing in healing positions you to receive healing. Hearing about, number one, and then believing, not just hearing, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I can hear, but now I've got to hear it and I've got to believe it. I've got to act on it. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to work it in my life. And if there's something God's asking me to do, I got to work it out of my life. So hearing about and believing in healing positions you to receive healing. And we could say this, hearing about and believing in miracles positions you to receive miracles. Someone said this, is that uh, even as a church, as a, as, you know, a, a minister, a pastor, is that you're never going to get anything unless you preach for it. Nobody ever gets saved, Romans 10 says, unless they hear the gospel. It's got to be preached. And so during this series of miracles, my intent and my hope and my confidence in the word of God is as we preach about miracles in every realm that we possibly can and think about that you and I position ourselves to receive miracles in every realm of our lives. Every no, every stop, whether it's again maritally, whether it's physically, makes no difference what area you're dealing with right now. Addiction, it looks like it's over. Listen to me. I believe in the miracle working power of God that can change and alter and rework and undo and unravel and cause a miracle to happen in every single person's life. Amen? Amen. Now, the, the power that we find out about hearing and believing in miracles or healing, the power and the authority that now he's given to you and I, it must be exercised. It's got to be exercised. Meaning, there's got to have, there's got to be a time in your life where this authority rises up within you and you say, no more to this. The word of God says this, I'm not seeing this, but based on the authority of your word that says, by your stripes, I was healed. I say yes to healing and I say no to this condition. Father, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to saturate myself in the healing scriptures. I, I, I'm going I'm to find out how I can cooperate with you more. Now, even like what Art said this morning about Matthew, or, or excuse me, John chapter 9, a man born blind. One of these different, one time they, they came to Jesus and, and they said, hey, who sinned? Did, did his mom and dad sin or did he sin that caused the blindness? Jesus said this, neither. But so that the works of God would be manifest in him. Even conditions that are because of the original sin of Adam's fall and transgression, 
That's where sickness began. It traces its way back into the Garden of Eden. Even at that point where we come into contact and we have things that are hereditary things and things that go on in our lives and we see all kinds of conditions, still there has to be an authority that rises up within us that we say yes to God and no to that condition. Um, do you realize that the first person that was actually healed in the Bible was over in the book of Genesis, that Abraham actually prayed for King Abimelech, and he was, he was healed, and everybody in his household was healed? And what I find interesting about this first healing ever in scriptures is that Abraham is called in the New Testament as the father of faith. And what the New Testament is telling us, what the book of Romans is telling us, is that Abraham's faith now has passed on, as we can see how he operated in it, it's passed on and it's, it, it, it needs to be a, a lighthouse, it needs to be a, a pathway on how we work in our own lives. That as Abraham's faith working in him brought healing to somebody else, the faith that's working in us isn't just for our own self, but needs to be working through us towards somebody else who needs it. But we got to work it in us first, I think. We, we just got we just got to we, we, we got to have it in us. The same power, the same authority that we see that Jesus gave the disciples wasn't just so that they could be agents and we, we would say water flowing through their life, uh, through the hose of their life to help and bless and water and heal somebody else. But, but it's, it's got to be, I, I want to find out how, how I can have it in my life. I, I need healing in my own life. And, and so when it, when it comes to that, there's a scripture that I regularly go back to. So let me give you it one more time this morning. Um, when, as I said a moment ago, when it comes to healing in your own life, the, the power and the authority he's given you, you you've got to have a fighting spirit. You, you just got to have a fighting spirit. You, you got to have a, you got to have a, I might be knocked down right now. I might not quite understand everything and, and I don't know, I don't know exactly what's coming against me, but I'm going to agree with God. I, I'm going to agree with the word of God. I'm going I'm to believe in healing. I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to position myself to, to receive healing because I'm, I'm hearing it. I, I'm hearing it and faith is coming and, and I, I just need a, I just need a little, a little faith the size of a mustard seed and it will start growing in my life and I'm going to keep coming back to it, but, but you've got to have a fighting spirit. You cannot quit. The minute you quit, your life is going to go a direction that you don't want it to. That's in every realm of your life, but specifically when it comes to this. Listen, the older I get, by dogged, I refuse to buy and, and, and take the bait that just because I get older, I got to get slower, fatter, staler, dustier, sicker, broker. Come on, somebody. Help an old preacher up here today. Come on. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Come on. I believe that those that are planting the house of the Lord shall be fat and flourishing. That's what the Bible says. So here's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. It says this. Read it with me. Come on. One, two. Wait, before you read it, everybody at the house. Come on. Let's give a real clap for everybody at the house this morning. We love you guys. 
Y'all at the house, read it with us. Come on, one, two, three, read. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Mark that scripture down. If your spirit is weak, if your spirit is broke, if your spirit is word, uh, in a word deficit, you are going to be susceptible to all the other stuff that goes on in everybody else's life. But if your spirit is alive, if your spirit is strong, if your spirit is bold, if you are growing in the power and authority of the word of God, you are going to have a strong spirit and the strong spirit which is in you is going to sustain you when any bodily pain or trouble comes your way. Any negative report, any damning report, any troubling report, you're going to be able to stand up and you are going to be able to resist it and healing is going to be coming to you in Jesus' name. Now, where it comes to, you know, you know, you know when I say a fighting spirit, I think about my granddaughter, Taylor. And, and uh, uh, Taylor's six years old, and probably when she was four years old, uh, uh, her and, and, and the kids would come over the house, Brittany would come over the house, and, and uh, Taylor, Taylor was in uh, um, <clears throat> this kind of season of her life with her dad that they would get together, and they would, not fisticuffs, but they would, they, they, would, they, would, they would shake it up a little bit together. And so Taylor's over at the house, and, you know, she's, she's a little bit of nothing, and she weighs 45 pounds or something, and she would come up, and she would kind of clench her fist at her dad, and she would say, hey, Dad, she said, you want a wessel? You want a wessel? And she'd get those squinty eyes. And I got thinking, you know, there's a lot of people that this is what they think they need to be doing with the devil. They think they need to be wrestling him. I got to wrestle the devil. I got to wrestle the devil for my healing. You don't got to wrestle nobody. The Bible tells us that Jesus destroyed. Come on. He disarmed principalities and powers that were raised against you. He made a show of them openly in hell, the Bible says. Come on. Jesus and the devil aren't on the same playing field. Come on, the Bible says that, that, that Satan was flicked out of heaven with just the finger of God. The finger of God, not the arm of God, not the hand, the finger of God. Satan is no match to the devil. Um, excuse me, Satan is no match for Jesus. He, he, he's a defeated foe. He, he, he's a fallen angel. Come on, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Come on, he's defeated everybody. So, so, so we've got to rise up in the authority and the power that's been given to us. So listen, let me encourage you. I know we got Wikipedia. I know we got you know, medicaldoctorstuff.com and, and we can go on there and we can Google anything. Listen, if you're gonna Google your condition, please Google your answer. Google the word. Come on, somebody. Google what Jesus said. Here's what he said, Psalm 107, Old Testament, verse 20. He sent his word, there it is, and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God sent his word. We know he sent the written word. We have the written word. He sent the spoken word, the living word, Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus is alive personally to you and me. 
But it says that He delivered them from all their destructions. Anything coming against them. Anything that was physically coming against them. Any destruction that's been ongoing, regardless of how long it's been happening, or if it just recently popped up, Jesus healed them all. And He gave the same power and the same authority. And you might say, as I said earlier, you might say, but, but what, if, what if they don't? But, but, what, what if I pray for somebody? Or what if I believe and I don't? Well, what happens if you believe and it does? Let faith rise in your heart. And let's believe for miracles in our own bodies. And let's believe for miracles in the people that we pray for. We hear the word. We hear the word. Faith comes. We hear the word. Does he give you the spirit and work miracles among you because you believe the law? No, no. Because you heard the good news and you believed it. And my believing causes me to act on the word of God. So my believing during worship is I raise my hand while there might be pain in your body, Father, I thank you that you're good and you're my healer. I thank you that you're faithful and your word is true. And while your blood pressure is rising, you say, Lord God, you sent your word and healed me and delivered me from my destruction. And while you have the three or four or five or six or 15 pills that you take every day, Every time you take a pill, you say, Father, I'm believing that these pills are going to be going down that I have to take every day. I'm going to take the pill, and I'm going to trust you that you're working in the pill, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be controlled by that. I want you to heal my body. I'm going to trust you for healing my body. Man, I love the scripture in Psalm 103. It says this, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Come on. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and what? Forget not all his benefits. How many of you know that you might not get a benefit if you forget that you have one? Don't forget your benefit. Verse 3, what's he going to do? Forgive all your iniquities or your sins. What's he going to do? Come on, come on, don't get quiet. Come on, what's he going to do? He's going he's to heal all your diseases. He's going to heal all your diseases. Uh, uh, would, that, would that include diabetes? Would that include cancer? Would that include a growth? Would that include a deformity? Would that include deafness? Blindness? Would that include COVID? Would that include our friends that are dealing with situations? Of course. He forgives all of our sins. Same sacrifice on the cross. Forgave all of our sins. Same sacrifice. Who heals all your diseases? I love verse 4 and 5. Who redeems your life? Wow. You redeemed my life. You bought me back from destruction. And you crowned me. Man, we said earlier in the service, with just your loving kindness and your tender mercy. And you, man, satisfy my mouth with good things. And you 
man, just like the youth, you just renew me. Renew me. You, you strengthen me again. Wow. I, I, I believe that there is a, a cooperation that you need to have. You know that uh, we, I, I've talked to you before about I don't think I can sit around all day and eat double stuff Oreos and ice cream and chipping and dipping and live a real healthy lifestyle. I might be happy, but I won't be healthy. And so I know that there's a cooperation, but, but let's be real. You and I know people that ate right and they still died early. So it's not just diet. It's not, there's got to be a mixing of our faith that we're going to trust God with our life and we're going to believe God for healing in our physical body. There's a story in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 13, uh, Jesus did some very unusual miracles on the Sabbath because it messed with the religious people. Because they just said, hey, you can't do that in the Sabbath. And Jesus was kind of like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and so th there, there was a woman who was bent over for 13, or excuse me, 18 years, bent over. We don't know if it's osteoporosis. Maybe she was run over by a camel. Maybe she was just seeing if you're paying attention. On the 805, just got rear-ended by a camel, and it messed her up. And uh, J Jesus was so mad at the religious people because he said, man, if you've got an animal, a donkey that falls in a hole, you'll get him out of the hole. But here's this woman, he says, who's been afflicted for 18 years. And he says this, whom Satan has bound. Satan bound her for 18 years. And he said this, ought not this daughter of Abraham be loosed from this affliction, whom Satan has bound? Ought not. Ought not. Ought you not be healed, Jesus is saying? And the answer is, yes. Why? Because God gave Jesus power and authority. And Jesus sealed it forever with his blood on the cross. And forever and ever, if you ever want to know, will he heal me? What's his heart toward me? Does he want to heal me? There was a guy that was a leper, and he asked that question. He told Jesus, I know you can heal me. I've seen your power. But I don't know, will you? Will you heal me? Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done or not done? Jesus stretched out his hand to that leper, touched him, and said, I will heal you. Be made whole. Instantly, he's healed. He's always able, and he's always willing. So our faith needs to rise that God is always able and he's always willing. Can anybody say amen in the room? Yeah. Let me just finish with this scripture. I love this scripture. Giving you a couple of my, my go-tos that I just love. In, in Acts chapter 2, this is the, after the Holy Spirit is poured out and Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost. And he says this 
concerning all these Jewish people that were around and came and, you know, 3,000 people got, got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, just outpouring of God's this amazing, amazing time. I believe God's getting ready to pour out His Spirit in a new way in our generation. Amen? Come on, can I get a better amen? <laughs> Glory to God. I believe that. I believe that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord's raising up a standard. I believe there's going to be a flood of God's Spirit and power in our generation. Stuff that we heard about before, come on, like Habakkuk said, do among us as you did among them. Move among us as you moved among them. Come on, everybody. Gideon, when Gideon was hiding, Gideon was talking to that angel, the angel of the Lord, Jesus in the Old Testament. And he says, where are the miracles of our ancestors? Come on, anybody contending for miracles? I am. I believe you are. Come on. I believe we are. Let's be a church of miracles. Let's be a church where we receive miracles. And they flow through us. Here's what Acts chapter 2, verse 22 says. I love it. Look what it says. Men of Israel, Peter's preaching. Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, signs, or wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. One more time, read it. Then I'll give you five points in closing. Because a good preacher has five points. Men of Israel, hear these words. Hear these words. Here's Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you. How was he attested by God? By miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through you in your midst as you yourselves know. Number one, it tells us here what Jesus did, he did it as a man. A man. A God-man in a class all by himself as a son of God. But he showed us that he was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit lives in every child of God. So you're a man, you're a woman, anointed with the same power. Secondly, it says that he was attested by God. He was attested by God. He was, he was shown forth. He was approved. He was he was endorsed and displayed by God. I believe this is what God's doing right now in the church. That God is attesting. God is showing forth. God is displaying the people of God in this crazy, dark world. How's he doing it? By miracles, wonders, and signs is what it says. Acts or displays of God. Not just the word that he spoke. Not just the word that you say but the deeds that God's going to work in you and the deeds that God's going to work through you. He says that, again, that God did through him. We just said that. The miracle signs and wonders that God did through him. The same anointing on the head is the same anointing on the body. That God is the one who is doing the work through you. It's very interesting. Jesus himself said, the Father does the works through me. Jesus said, I don't do anything on my own. Only what I hear the Father say, and I can do what the Father does. So what are we doing? We're hearing what the Father says, and we preach. We're doing what the Father does. We see what Jesus does. He wants to lay hands on people. He wants them to be healed and delivered. He wants ourselves to be healed and delivered. And just lastly, the Scripture just tells us that he did all this in your Midst. It wasn't just one and done. He did it all over. Everyone saw what he did. Everyone saw what he did. 
Everywhere he went, he preached and he healed and he delivered people. So my prayer for us is that everywhere we go, at work, in our home, wherever, wherever's necessary, that we just are sensitive, that the weight of God, the glory of God, the presence of God in us, and I want to be a blessing. So when, so when I'm at the store and I, I see that person, I want my heart to be soft. Do you want me to speak to them? Do you want me to, I, I see a person afflicted and inside, it's just like compassion inside. I want them well. Well, guess what I got to do? I got to go pray for them. And not just send a prayer from afar, because we never see that in Scripture. They would go. They would lay hands on them. Lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. A great healing evangelist, really kind of a statesman, gone to heaven years ago by the name of T.L. Osborne. He said this, God heals unbelievers because of his mercy. God heals believers because of his covenant. You and I have a covenant sealed in the blood of Jesus. We don't need to wait till Jesus passes by. He passed by 2,000 years ago. And he gave us his covenant that he would save us, that he would deliver us, that he would rescue us and redeem us, but he would also heal us. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, all over the room. Yeah, all over the room. Come on, won't you stand up when I want to do something a little bit different today. All over the room. You at home, you need to partake of this as well. All over the room, you just say to yourself, right, right now, honest with yourself, I need healing in my body. I've got this condition. It just happened this morning. or It's been going on a week, a year, 10 years. Whatever it is, all over the room. Come on, just lift up your hand. All over the room. All over the room. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that there would be mass healing in this room today. Lord God, we reach out to you, and there is no time, there is no distance in prayer. So Father, as we lift our hands to you, I pray and I thank you for the very healing power of God to fall on every person in this room and at the house today that's listening. We come against conditions that have been long-standing conditions. Faith is rising in our heart, Father God, to believe you today. Work a work, O oh Lord God, that confounds the people around us. Let us sense, as that woman with the issue of blood, as soon as she touched the hem of your garment, she felt immediately there was a change. Father God, our faith is rising for immediate change. Immediate change. Father, we thank you for the anointing of God that destroys yokes and burdens of sickness and disease. Move among us as we see you moving 
in the book of Acts, oh God. We contend for your healing. So we speak to bodies in the name of Jesus to be healed, to be healed, to be restored. The gospel is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. And we believe in the power of the good news of the gospel. It saves us and it heals us. In the name of Jesus. Can anybody say amen and amen? Come on, come on, amen. Amen. just good. Come on, he's just good. Come on, the Lord, come on, the Lord is just good. Hmm. Just good. Praise God. Come on, one more time. Let's just lift our hands. Wow, there's just something going on. I don't want to, don't want to go too slow. Don't want to go too fast. If that's okay for just a few more seconds. We're just waiting here for you with our hands lifted high. And we give you praise. We thank you for your working, you're moving. Even when we can't see it, we know you're working. Even when we can't feel it, we know you're working. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory. Jesus told 10 lepers that came to him one time. He spoke from a distance. Go show yourself to the priests. Just go show. They cried out to him. Son of David, have mercy on us. Just go, go show yourself to the priests. And as they started walking towards the priests, the Bible says they were healed. Faith to obey what God said. So God's declared over you, I've healed you. I've delivered you. I'm working in you right now. So let our faith rise every day to just say, thank you, Lord, for it. I magnify you for it. You're doing something right now in me, and I'm going to start getting stronger and stronger, and whatever's working against me, it's been reversed and it's changing right now. Amen, everybody? Yeah, amen. I believe that. Yeah. All over the room, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the first gift is the gift of eternal life, gift of salvation. It's a free gift, free gift, but you got to receive it. You got to receive it. Uh, like you, uh, we've got some kids at the house, and you know, Kimberly too, she's a shopaholic, so pray for us. But uh, 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 Amazon's coming all the time. Come on, Amazon, Amazon, come on. We love Amazon at our house. Amazon Prime, same day, baby, same day. I mean, we, I mean, kids and all, they get food delivered at their house. Come on, we get, we get, we get packages at the house. And, and, and not only that, but, but they tell you when they show up now. They give you a text. They send you an email. You know exactly when it's coming. 
Come on. God wants to give you the gift of eternal life. You don't have to wonder, do I got it? No, no, you got it. it, it, it it's, it's been available. It's paid for. It's paid for. He gives you a witness in your heart. Now, I don't see anything. I never, never saw Jesus. But you can know that you have eternal life based on what Jesus said and what Jesus did for you. So all over the room, online, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come on, let's pray this prayer out loud. You that need Jesus today, what we say is mix faith. Believe in your heart, and there's going to be a spiritual transaction that happens in your heart. Come on, all over the room, say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I believe in my heart, and I say with my mouth that God raised Jesus.